Well, Ulysses, baseball is officially back. Action is back. That is spring training as of right now. Baseball is back. You're right, Kevin. And that should make fans happy. But are they? Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays and check us out on all the other traditional podcasting platforms as well. You can also send us an email or voice memo to LockedOnRays at gmail.com for a future mailbag episode we will be having a mailbag episode this week so you are more than welcome to send us your thoughts comments concerns hot takes whatever it may be all right Ulysses getting right into it uh the Rays like pretty much everybody else in baseball had spring training games underway on Saturday and Sunday I can't tell you the exact scores on Saturday and or, or Sunday but one thing that did stand out to me was uh Game one on Saturday was two hours and 31 minutes, and game two on Sunday was two hours and 39 minutes. So, Kevin, my book, we're making progress. Kevin, the Rays are 0-2. This team is not going to make it to the playoffs. I don't see anything from the guys. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out. Some people – yeah, no, no, this is not the type of show. We, we, don't, we don't do that. Yeah. Spring training results matter how much? I'll show you zero. And if you don't know what I just showed you, you can go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel and be part of the family. By the way, Kevin – before we get into this, we crossed mm -hmm. 650 subscribers on YouTube. How about that? Not nice. Very good. It's real nice. Tell your friends, uh, family, coworkers, whatever it may be, to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, that would be really nice. Uh, okay, you hit it right where I was going to <laughs> with this episode: pace of play. So many fans on anti-social media are like, "Oh, I hate this base. Not baseball. It's not baseball." Blah, blah, blah. I'm more of a traditional soul, I think, uh, from, right. from the both of us uh, with baseball. Bro, the first 10 spring game, uh, sp spring training games from last year, the average was two hours and 56 minutes. The first 10 spring training games of this year average two hours and 34 minutes. Yeah, 22 minutes le uh, less. That sounds like a win. That sounds like a win, especially when we always, oh, it's going to be so late, a weekday, you have to drive and all that and the bridge right. and the traffic. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. I'm loving it. Yeah, no, I think it's it's great. Uh, pace of the game has been uh, a huge issue for years and years and years. And it's one of those things where this is spring training and these are glorified practices, scrimmages, if you will. This is the time to really understand the rules and understand and get adjusted to the pitch clock and what you can with. Uh, you're going to have a month, month and a half of being able to work on this. And not to mention the next wave of minor leaguers, they're going to grow up in uh, the the system and the affiliates where these rules are in place. So it's going to become like clockwork literally for them. So I know right now it's um, change is always tough. It's always difficult. It's a shock to the system. But uh, what do we do as humans? I mean, we try to 
bob and weave and adjust and oh my gosh how am i going to handle this new work schedule oh my gosh how am i ga- uh, going to handle all these new responsibilities oh my gosh how am i going to handle this tough workout or this new diet you adjust you make it work and that's ultimately what uh the players and the teams and the coaching staff and the fans are going to have to do in fact i mean I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I was at a spring training game on Saturday, not the Rays, uh, unfortunately, but the the way that that game moved along and prevented me, I, I didn't have time to look at my phone and dilly-dally because I would miss something. If I went to get a concession, I might miss two innings of good baseball. So that's, I think it's a, a huge, huge thing if you're going to uh, just generate new sports fans, new baseball fans of you've got to do something about getting the game moving action, action, action every 15, 20 seconds, if you will. Yeah. Like, um, Brad Pitt said right on in Moneyball, uh, adapt or die. Yeah. You got to adapt. You got to adapt to this thing. I mean, basketball didn't always have the shot clock. Well, now it's just normal. Like it's going to take some time for baseball fans to, to get used to the pitch clock. I understand that. And, And it does seem a little bit fast. 15 seconds does seem a little bit fast because really it's not 15 seconds. It's seven seconds that the batter has to just do what he needs to do and then get back in the box and then actually like look at the pitcher. We saw what happened with, with, with the Braves the other day in, in the ninth inning. You know, that I think that's why they have to be super strict. Right. This in this spring training because so players get get on it so that yeah. that doesn't happen. Uh, during a regular season play. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm glad you said that you, you, you could have missed some actual baseball because sometimes, you know, most of the time when you go to the concession stand before 2023, I mean, you were pretty much okay. Like, yeah. okay, you might have missed two outs or a single or here or there, but like there was a lot of dead time. This clock, it's not changing baseball. It's just trying to take away the fat. And again, some people might say that was the fun of baseball, the fat, the fact that you can just chit chat and, 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 and not have to pay attention to the game all the time. Again, adapt or die. Yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. Speaking of concessions, I think something that baseball needs to do to even more modernize and progressivize the game is implement built bars into uh concessions all across baseball that that's my if i was a mlb commissioner that'd be one of my first acts i gotta tell you and i would be right behind you because built bars are not only delicious but they're healthy for you too and if you haven't tried them yet this is the time to do so they have unbelievable flavors like peanut butter brownie coconut almond churro whatever you want they have it and you know the macros because i've been telling you consistently all about them 130 calories, that's awesome. Four grams of sugar, give me some. And 17 grams of protein, sign me up. So today you can go to built.com and get whatever you desire. But in 2023, you no longer have to wait for your box to come in the mail. You can also go to your nearest Walmart and pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream. Or you can go to Sam's Club if you desire and get a 13 bar box of brownie batter or whatever you want. So today, get something healthy, delicious, that tastes amazing, and that is called Built Bar. A couple quick questions here. 
uh, Ulysses with the Rays. Obviously, their spring training is not like uh, others of of past for them. They are not at Port Charlotte this season. They're playing their home games at the Trop and, of course, road games at the other spring training sites. Do you have an idea of how many spring training games for the Rays you plan to attend, whether it's at the Trop or watching them in Tampa, Dunedin, Clearwater, Southwest Florida, Lakeland, wherever it may be? I would hope uh, one or two. Okay. Uh, not, 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 not too many. I mean, it's not, it's nice when it's outside baseball. So uh, right. I, I might not go to the trop, honestly, to, to be frank. I, I might just wait for them to show up somewhere else. Um, but again, like I, we will talk about this on Friday with the World Baseball Classic. I am kind of more yeah. prepping for the World Baseball Classic mindset than race spring training nothing happens in the first two weeks of spring training i know people like to pretend that it doesn't it really matters it's okay we're all gonna live um it's funny because i got an email from the rays saying that i can claim free tickets to a spring training game yeah okay uh i guess if you went to fan fest you got that email i got it too yeah they kind of buried the lead on that i feel like they should have hyped that up and promoted that a little bit more that, but that was a really nice, yeah, uh, well-received email that I got. Now, I mean the the days of the week. It's not like uh, I don't think there's any weekend games. I think it's all weekday games. But hey, I appreciate the effort and I appreciate the gesture right there. For Wait, uh, do you think that they only meant for Tropicana Field games? Obviously, I believe it's only Tropicana Field. Not yeah. maybe the one in Disney, and that's it, right? I don't even know if the one on Disney was listed. And from what I understand is that one is sold no. or, or most to very close to being sold out already okay. as it is considering um, just the, the novelty aspect of it, them playing the Yankees and the amount of, I mean, uh, me being in Kissimmee right now, like we're in Yankees country, basically more or less like that's just the way it is, unfortunately. But okay. Uh, okay. So that out of uh, that out of the way, I know you mentioned that, you know, first two weeks of spring training, nothing happens, nothing that's really noteworthy and, and that you really should freak out one way or the other. But over the course of spring training, who or what are you most excited to watch? Is there a particular player that you're really going to hone in on or a particular aspect of the game that you're going to be honing in on? And I know that your mind is going to be diverted to the World Baseball Classic, but something tells me that you're um, going to have some sort of eye or, or, or a viewpoint on, on spring training baseball as well. Yeah. I, I have like two stages of players. Okay. Number one, I want to see the friends of the program. I want to see the grand Witherspoons, the Greg Jones, the Curtis Meads, Kyle Manzardo, Mason hour, uh, like all of them. I, all Logan the Driscoll. young kids, uh, that, yeah, yeah th that have an opportunity to be in the lineup. I want, I want them to, to, to succeed and see them against, um, hopefully the best competition that they've ever faced, depending on the inning and that right. they're, that they see their, um, their, their playing time come in. Oslavis Basabe with a grand slam. That's nice. He's yeah. he, uh, we've, we've heard that he doesn't have a lot of pop. Hello. Okay. That's nice. So maybe he does have a little bit of pop in, and, and, and that could really uh, shape his game. Those are the, the first stage of, of players. Okay. But the most important one is, the Josh Lowe, the Vidal Bruhan, the Taylor Walls, Jonathan Aranda, 
those French guys, the Luke Rayleigh, those French yeah. guys that uh, are basically fighting for a couple spots. And we will get to this on, on, on an episode on Thursday. But th that competition, like who is going to eke out who, who has the safest spot in the roster, I think that's really interesting. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, the guy with the highest average is going to get the job or the, the guy with the most home runs. Like sometimes it's, hey, he looked better at the box. Hey, he, he took his walks. He was hitting the, heart, the, the, the ball harder. Hey, he wasn't getting bad at it or he was getting bad at um, those, those underlying things that maybe we don't see right away. That's what I, I'll be, I'll be trying to hang out, hone in on. Yeah, I agree with you. Those, those last couple of spots, those position battles, if you will. I mean, Luke Rayleigh, you mentioned it. He hit a, a monster of a home run off a lefty. And again, this is something that we'll be talking about later on this week is some of, you know, diving into some of those position battles and who's going to take up those, those final spots. But, you know, with the Ray is not going out and getting a Brandon Bell to Michael Brantley, uh, Jose Abreu, a, a fill in the blank there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, is there any better time for a guy like Luke Rayleigh to, to make a point for the roster? I mean, you've been a triple a killer. He, here's the put up or shut up time. Like, and I know it's sort of, Hey, you've got to have it. I know it's tough for a player like that, where you've got to be out there five, six days a week. You've got reps reps play but then again um you you got to make the most of whatever you're given at the major league level and if you don't capitalize on it you're basically going to be relegated to being a 4a player so i am really interested to see how he shows out in spring training and, and seeing if he yeah. makes a roster spot out of spring training because it's guys like him that you can really you know maybe cement yourself on this roster or another team's roster going forward because you, you've done everything that you can do in triple a you're 28 years old you're six foot four and 240 pounds you have monster power but can you showcase that can you handle the uplift in velocity consistently at the big league level those are legitimate questions and, and the Rays kept him on the 40 man i think to to really test that out here I think he was on the chopping block for so long. It's kind of like the G-Man Choi effect. We yeah. always kid, kid around, oh, G-Man Choi is going to get traded. No, not this year. Oh, he's going to get traded next year. Nope, not that. You know, it took so long. Luke really is kind of this having that same effect. Like, you're like, oh, he's gone. Nope, he's gone. Nope, he's still there. So the Rays must like yeah. him. They must see something in him. And like you just pointed out, the, the frame looks really good. And what if you wanted left-handed power, he could possibly provide that. Now, will he? Not only right. handle the 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 best competition that he's ever faced, but the spotlight too, because it's not going to be like, oh man, does uh, Luke isn't thinking like, oh, do the race need a power from the left hand side? Huh? No, of course he knows that. Like yeah. he knows that. That's what they're looking for. Everybody in the clubhouse knows it. So it's extra pressure that I hope he doesn't put on himself. And it's not only him; it's our boy Josh Lowe too who, yeah. of course, with the options remaining, might have a little bit of more leeway. But, I mean, it's it's a, I, th I think it's healthy competition for both of them to go at it, but I don't see a, um, I don't see a, a, a scenario where those two guys are on the roster. Out of opening day? Oh, you mean uh, concurrently? Yes. Okay, I understand. It's one I or understand. the other. Like, if you're a Harry Potter fan, n neither can live while the other survives. It's one, right? But. 
That's I it. understand. Yeah. yeah. Although Rayleigh's trying to do himself some favors by playing right field, left field, and first base, and possibly DH and be guy off the bat. But are you going to be a, a guy that? I mean, I don't. It's it's not fair to call him Dan Johnson. Actually, Dan Johnson probably had a better career than people thought. But a guy that. Um, a guy who has some staying power in the bigs. I'll just I'll just leave it like that. Yes. As opposed to, hey, you got three, four hundred at bats over the course of five, six seasons, and you didn't really do much of anything with it. Um, so so there's that. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss that later on this week. And and quite frankly, I'm I'm curious, you know, I don't know. I mean, these guys really have an uphill battle, but the Ben Gamels of the world, the Charlie Colbertsons, the Daniel Robertsons, like yeah. They, they do have some experience under their belt and, you know, maybe they, they learned something or discovered something, figured something out over the course of the off season that can elevate their play to a particular level. And maybe, you know, if a rash of injuries hits the raise and hits a prospect or two or an everyday player or two, maybe that allows them to uh, find themselves uh, into the opening day roster on the roster at some point as well. Um, before we uh, get to some comments here uh, from the listeners about uh, what they relish and enjoy most about the start of spring training, I uh, mm-hmm. got the opportunity to cross one more uh, spring training site off my list as I uh, visited Lakeland and saw the Detroit Tigers face off against the Philadelphia Phillies. It was an impromptu trip. It was a uh, split uh, split squad game, so you never know what to expect with uh, with those, but you know, there was actually a surprising amount of of big name players. Uh, in, Did you see the Meadows it. play? The Austin Meadows? Meadows and his brother Parker were playing. They were in the nice. same lineup. Uh, Eric Haas, Mickey Cabrera got in that bat. I mean, they they just need to rename that thing from Tiger Town to Mickey Town because everywhere <laughs> you walk in that stadium is, you know, uh, Gracias, Mickey. Final really? season, this that. Uh, congratulations cool. on 500 homers, 300 hits. I mean that. It's really the only thing that the Tigers have going for them. It's been six straight losing seasons. Like, let's be real here. Yeah. And it's probably yeah. going to be a seventh this season as well. But um, got to see Jonathan Scope and Javier Baez, Nick Castellanos. I, I, I mean, it, it makes more sense that uh, the Tigers would have more of their studs on the squad than the Phillies. The Phillies were playing their other game in Clearwater, so they want to be able to showcase uh, Bryce Harper well, and, and all those guys over there. Jonathan Scope uh, should be playing because he's going to be in Team Netherlands. Uh, mm. He's going to be playing for the Netherlands. So, you yeah, know, some of those guys that need to be in the WC, he's like, hey, put me in, coach. I need to I need to be warm and ready. Yeah. But it was just amazing. Um, I mean, a, a really beautiful ballpark, of course. And uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to hopefully maybe crossing another one or two spring training ballparks off my list. But um, just that feeling of having baseball back. The game, the game was two hours and 15 minutes. Believe Wait, it or not, two fifteen. That's amazing. Two fifteen. Did you did you notice while it was happening? Like this is this is really fast. Like you were it's like moving just, along. Yeah. The the just catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher, and you better be ready, hitter. That that's the that's so the nice. feeling that I had. In addition to knowing that it was you know game one or game two of spring training, that um, there's still some rustiness with with base runners and some really, really off kilter and bad throws from the third baseman and second baseman. Maybe that's a byproduct of, you know, it wasn't star players there, but like some like little league bad throws, like, okay, we're in the first week of spring training games. This is something that has to be hammered out. So it's how are the bags that need to be adjusted. 
How were the backs? Uh, Did you notice that the the sides that were bigger, or that was completely nothing? I really could not notice from. I mean, we were sort of in the, the nosebleeders. We actually we had pretty good seats. We we were um we were in the covered shade area. But I that is one thing I tried to key in on, and just from the naked eye, I couldn't tell that. Oh my gosh, these are just stupid big right. in comparison to yesteryear. Okay, good. Good, because that, that would have been off-putting. Like, if you notice yeah. it to the naked eye, you're like, okay, those look like clown bags. Like, what are we doing Yeah, here? no, no, no. But you definitely notice, notice the pitch clock, and you definitely notice that, you know, the batter needs to step in the box and really stay in the box and be ready to hit from, you know, from the first or second second. Did that happen uh, a lot, like uh, automatic balls or automatic strikes because of uh, infraction of the pitch clock while you were there? Yeah, I didn't even um... – I think it happened once, honestly, and that was against uh, the hitter. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it might be something that, you know, more infractions would be going to, depending on what type of pitcher is, to the hitter than the pitcher because, I mean, I feel like – because I looked in the outfield, I didn't see any markings of how much time a a batter has or, you know, how long before the pitch is going to come where you see the pitch clock, you know, from – you know, if you're a pitcher, you can see that thing – pretty vividly again the hitter the hitters i think has a tougher time than the pitcher 15 seconds is not really 15 seconds for the hitter it's seven seconds because they at eight seconds he has to be locked in on the pitcher he gets called for an automatic strike so yeah yeah, i think hitters are going to have a tougher time than pitchers and people need to just give this a shot yeah give it a shot i mean two hours and 15 minutes that and that doesn't mean less baseball that just means less no baseball that's what that means. Right. Yeah. More action. More action. And, and I keep seeing these people on anti-social media just, oh, they're taking baseball away. You know, you know, old man yells at, uh, uh, you know, at the clouds kind of thing. I'm, I'm just like, dude, like this yeah. is good for the game. Like you're not like you you have to subtract that two hours and 15. That's that's so lovely. That's I know it is. It is really amazing. And again, it, for me anyway, it keeps you engaged. It can't, you better not be fiddling around on your phone or you really could miss something big or multiple somethings big too. It really made you kind of, because honestly, I just put my phone on airplane mode and just sat back and relaxed and really enjoyed and took in the game. I believe his name is Homain. I, I must be butchering that. Uh, he is a raised Korean fan that uh, I think um, – is like you know a, a big follow for if you, if you're a race fan, and he was showing the times to the plate for the bullpen for the race. <laughs> They're gonna need to work on that. Yeah, especially crazy IP Fairbanks. Like my goodness, yeah. the intimidation factor, buddy, minus seven seconds because you yeah. gotta throw the ball. And that's probably a reason why maybe the Rays parted with Ryan Yarbrough, among others. Like, Joel Peralta uh-huh. would not work in today's game. That, nope. would, that would not happen. Nomar Garcia-Para would not work in today's game by uh, any stretch of the imagination. And I kind of like how, hey, you have a hefty penalty associated with it. So it's either get on board or your team and you self, yourself as an individual is really, really going to be hurt by it. But just mm-hmm. the fact of having baseball back and the great weather, I mean, it was high 80s and you just, there was such a, and I mean, it's Detroit, it's the Tigers, they're trash. Um, they have been for, you know, the last five, six years. There's still an excitement, baseball and an excitement about spring training. And cool. you walk into, 
the ballpark and you see all the, the signage and the banners and there's just something really, really special about it, even though I'm not a Tigers fan. Um, it's just, you know, being able to experience that was really cool. And, and you walk in and you smell the beer, you smell the food, you hear, uh, you know, ball touching bat and ball touching glove. And uh, it really, and just the freshly manicured glass, I feel like I'm getting uh, poetic here. I'm going to. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. So, which nice. again, I mean, that, that kind of goes to our point where we put it out on Twitter. You know, I love spring training because fill in the blank, dot, dot, dot. Ulysses, mm -hmm. do you have a, you know, if there's one word or a, a quick phrase as to why you love spring training? Anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. That's and I know in this podcast, we, we, we try to be objective and I think we, we do okay at that. Noticing the negatives, noticing the positives. Yeah. Anything can happen. What positivity baby right now. Positivity. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm cool with that. Uh, Tori says it's the beginning of baseball and all the way up close action. Chase Ross. Yeah. That's a really good point too, is you really get to be intimate with the mm -hmm. players in the level, uh, the, the, field level too because you're so much closer than at a at a big league stadium and sure. not to mention all the you know northerners that are coming down to experience florida um that adds a little touch as well chase ross says spring is coming and new things will be growing dustin payne says so i can watch the rays john says because i get to overreact to every good and bad thing that happens so john is probably one that overreacted to Taj bradley's appearance and josh fleming's appearance and Wasabe's yeah. Grand Slam and Luke Rayleigh's home run, all of that and more. Uh, Metal Mando says, Hope Springs Eternal. Uh, Connor Bent says, The Vibes. Yes, there's something to be said for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Caleb says, It's fun seeing minor leaguers wear high number jerseys with no name on it. Yeah, that was the other thing about the game is you got into the later innings uh, when I was at this game. And I feel like the person that was running the scoreboard did not have a – uh, an up-to-date or fully formed roster of the Phillies uh, because he, that individual was like just entering last names after the fact. Like it was really bad. Like he could not, <laughs> he or she or they could not keep up with um, uh, all these substitutions. It was actually kind of comical uh, in a way. Uh, Jake Stokes says, because baseball is back. Arginus Rashad says, it means that baseball is finally back and I can see all of my favorite players and prospects in action. And Chris Snyder says, I get to see the prospects against major league pitching. Yes, that's another uh, nice uh, twist on it as well. So Yeah, no. And and I, I want to go back to, I don't know who, who said it, the Hope Springs Eternal. But uh, uh, yes, that was uh, Metal Mando. Okay, that's great. That's 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 I vibe with that again. Positivity. It's February coming to March. Whatever happened last season, it's done. It's dead. Yes. Now you just got to worry that things are going to work out. Bring that positive mindset and and hope, go from there. Yes, I agree. Um, thank you for making the Lockdown Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Wednesday with a mailbag episode.